Welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. Both national and personal levels of uncertainty, anxiety, and mistrust have arisen over the past months as a result of the pandemic crisis the world is experiencing. What really is going on? Who holds the real answers? What measures will best alleviate the situation? Who can we trust? All of these questions have been bouncing around for some time now, and the answers seem to change with each news report. One definition of trust is the full acceptance of the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. But who or what can we ultimately trust in? Not only during COVID, but after the pandemic is over. Well, there is only one in whom we can place our full confidence and trust, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only person who ever lived who was entirely trustworthy in all that he said, did, and promised. And what can we trust in? Well, it's the Word of God, the Bible, whose authority and reliability has remained firm and established down through the ages. Join us as evangelist Mr. Jim Jarvis asks the question, Who can we trust? Now we're going to turn together in our Bibles, uh, first of all, to the book of Psalms, chapter 91. And there's some verses here that I have enjoyed recently. Psalms chapter 91, and we're going to read from verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Now we're going to turn further to the book of Proverbs chapter 3, and I want to read two verses here. Verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord, with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And one last verse in the New Testament, Romans chapter 13 and verse 11, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. I want to notice that little phrase, especially, it is high time to awake out of sleep. Verse 11 of Romans 13. High time to awake out of sleep. I was considering the thought of trust. 
Who can I trust? Who do you trust? And I, I would like to emphasize that. Who do we really trust? Because we're living in a day of uncertainty, and it's difficult to really know who you can trust. Uh, we think about the media that we're all listening to day in and day out. It seems like the first thing that we do in the morning is turn on the news, either pick up a newspaper or turn on the internet or, or turn on the radio news or television. And of course, it is saturated with all kinds of news and information about this pandemic that has fallen upon the world in which we live. And we ask ourselves, how much can we really trust? How much can we really believe what we are hearing? Then we think of those that are managing this whole crisis. We think of governments and, and leaders in government. We think of scientists that are working day and night trying to find something that will at least mitigate the circumstances surrounding this terrible disease. We think of health officials that are dealing with the issues every day. And we ask ourselves, can we really trust all of these individuals? Well, there are some question marks, aren't there? But for the most part, we do have to exercise a level of trust. And we certainly encourage people to listen to the directives that are, are sent out by the government and by the health officials. And we encourage people to try to follow those directives to hopefully slow this whole thing down and, and eventually stop it. But you know, when it comes to, to really believing and really trusting, who can we really trust? I'm reminded just in saying that of a story that I heard some time ago about a famous gangster. He was called Al Capone. Most of us are familiar with that name, a Chicago gangster that ended very badly, but he was a career gangster. He had a son, one son as far as I know, and his name was Albert Francis Capone. They called him Sonny. That was his nickname. And when he was just a young lad, just a young boy, his father, like many fathers have done, put him up on a table or perhaps it was a staircase. I'd have to check the exact location of where he placed his son. And then he stood back and he held out his hands and he called out to his boy, Sonny, to jump. And as I said, many of us have experienced that. And the level of trust in a young child is often quite remarkable, isn't it? And so there was his father with his hands outstretched, telling this young lad to jump into his arms. And so with full confidence, young Sonny took the leap. You could call it a leap of faith if you want. He took that leap into his father's arms. But of course, at the last second, Al Capone jumped back and he allowed that little boy to fall on the floor, crumpled and crying. He was fully expecting his dad to catch him, but instead he was left to fall on the floor. And then his father turned to him and he said, Now, Sonny, here is the lesson that you are learning today. Don't trust anyone. Only trust yourself. Well, you know, as I heard that story and, and thought about it, the first thing that I thought about is only a gangster would do that to his little boy. Uh, I don't think any of us would ever do that to one of our children. But then I thought, of course, he had reasons for trying to teach that kind of lesson because he had many issues in his life 
of not being able to trust anyone. But what about his final advice? Trust only yourself. Well, I thought of a verse in the Bible in Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9, where it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? That tells me that we can't even trust our own hearts, that our own hearts will deceive us and let us down. And so when we think about trust, we realize that there are a lot of issues that are connected with trust. I looked up the dictionary uh, definition of trust, and it simply says this, a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. I'll read that again, because it's worth noting. What is trust? A firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. When I think of our message in the gospel tonight, I am convinced that there is only one person that we can truly trust in, and only one thing, if you will, that we can truly trust. And that someone that we can trust is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. No one else is deserving of our trust or of our confidence. Only the Lord Jesus Christ, only our God and our Creator. And of course, the only thing that we can trust is the Word of God, the Bible that we hold in our hands and that I am preaching from tonight. And our desire is that you might realize He is the only one that you can trust in, and this book is the only book that you can place your confidence in. When I think of the unrest that's going on all around us in the world, we see people that are being filled with fear and uncertainty. And of course, this is not the first time that the world has gone through this. I think most of us are aware that there have been terrible pandemics that have swept across the world, some just recently, although not of the perhaps the same nature as this one. The most recent one would have been the HIV and AIDS pandemic from the years 2005 to 2012. And when you look at the numbers, they are quite staggering. Estimated 36 million people that died during that time. And it is still claiming many victims. And then, of course, there was the great flu epidemic. I think they called it the Spanish flu back in 1918. Again, that swept around the world. And if I can suggest, some say 20 million, but most would put the number closer to 50 and even higher million people that perished during that time from that awful flu. And then you go back even further in man's history to 1346 to 1353, a period of seven years there, when the bubonic plague swept across Europe and really around most of the known world at that time. And the estimates are from 75 to 200 million people that perished at that time in that awful plague. Going back even further, back to the Justinian plague, where 25 million people perished in 541 and 542 AD. And in between, of course, there were many others. So this is not unique or new to man's experience. 
we can be thankful that we do have so many more tools that we can use, so many more methods and ways of communication and medical treatment that is at a much higher level and information, all of these things that are working in our favor. But still, when we think about the uncertainty and the fear and just the uncertainty of of not knowing when it could strike, it makes us wonder who can we really trust. Even keeping our distance. I went into a grocery store yesterday, and just for a moment, I kind of forgot to look at at the floor in front of me. They have the lines there now. Some of them have the actual distance marked, two meters or whatever it is. And I uh, walked right up where a woman was getting ready to pay for her groceries, and I put my groceries down right beside hers. Well, I got a kind of a dark look. Immediately, I realized I'd made a mistake, and so I, I backed away. You see, she didn't trust me, did she? There's that level of mistrust that's all around us. People wondering, who may have it? How may they spread it? Or how could I perhaps get it from them if I'm not careful. This mistrust is everywhere. But I'll tell you, there is one that we can place our trust in tonight who will never fail us, who will never let us down. You can put your trust in your own parents, in your siblings. You could put your trust in me as a preacher, as a gospel preacher. But you know what you would find? Inevitably, in some way or in some form, I would let you down. I wouldn't really meet the standard of complete trust that we're all looking for. And so we have to turn to another. And when we think of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he experienced while he was on this earth and what he proved by every step that he took, by every word that he spoke, by his actions, and as we read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and go through the accounts by those reliable eyewitnesses, we see a picture of one who can be trusted, whose words never fell to the ground, who never spoke a lie, who never deceived anyone, who never tried to trick anyone or do anything that wasn't pure, holy, and undefiled. And that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was truly God manifest in the flesh. And story after story as we move through the New Testament proves to us that the Lord Jesus was 100% reliable and trustworthy. And people turned to him. Many, when they saw the works that he did and heard the words that came from his lips, they realized this man is truly unique. This is one that we can place our trust in. But you know, when it came to Calvary, that time as he was being led before those religious rulers, and then finally before that Roman official, Pontius Pilate, and then to stand before King Herod, and then back to Pontius Pilate, we can understand, I think, tonight why many would have drawn back from the Lord Jesus. And they would have thought, you know, perhaps this isn't the one that we can trust. Why can't he do something about this? Why can't he deliver himself? If he is truly who he claimed to be, he should be able to deliver himself to overcome this terrible calamity that is about to befall him. But instead, 
we see the Lord Jesus going out, bearing his own cross, enduring all of the ignominy and the shame and the awful beatings and the Roman scourge and the false accusations and the spitting and the cruel rage of those Roman soldiers and the things that were flung at him by the crowd that gathered around, the awful words of blasphemy that he had to endure, and yet he was willing, he was willing to take it all and finally outstretch his hands to be nailed to that cross. Why did he do it? Many drew back, many forsook him and fled. Many thought this can't be the Messiah. This can't be the one that we've placed our trust in. Surely there must be something else. They didn't realize that he was accomplishing the will and purpose of Almighty God. As the very Son of God, as God, he was able to bear our sin and pay the full price. As man, he was able to suffer the awful agonies that he endured, even in those three hours of darkness, when the wrath of God descended upon him. He was able to endure it all and finally enter into the very jaws of death itself and commend his spirit into his father's hands and speak those lovely words, it is finished. You see, the Lord Jesus had a purpose to fulfill. And in fulfilling that purpose, he procured our eternal salvation. So who can you really trust tonight in this meeting? Who can you really put your trust in? Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5, we read, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. If there's one thing that I have learned over the years, it's that I cannot trust my own heart. It will deceive me. But when I turn away from myself and trying to rely on anything that I have done or anything that I might think I am in the presence of God and just realize and understand that as a poor, lost, hell-deserving sinner, I need a Savior, one that I can trust for my eternal salvation. See, that turns my attention away from myself, away from anything that I might do or think about myself, and just places all of my confidence and all of my trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and in Him alone. I'll tell you, that's something worth living with day by day, putting my trust in a living Savior, knowing that He died for me, knowing that I don't have to rely on my own resources. And even in a time like this, when people are fearful, and wondering, and many will succumb. Thank God we have a Savior, and we know whom we have believed in. We trust Him fully. And were it not for this book that I hold in my hands, the Word of God, I don't know where we would really turn. Because this is the book that persuades me that all of these things that I am saying are real. I want to look at that verse in Romans 13, and what we read in verse 11. Knowing the time, and this is a unique time, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Sadly, there are many that are spiritually asleep. 
Now, we have been talking about a pandemic, and we know that there are powerful, invisible forces out there that are trying to destroy us bodily. This is our message tonight, spiritually. We can't do anything about COVID-19 other than pray and just ask God to preserve us. But we can do something about our spiritual welfare and the need of every single person to come to Christ for salvation, to trust in the Lord with all their heart and lean not on their own understanding. And so the message is clear and plain tonight, I hope. Wake up. It is time to seek the Lord. It is time to get things right in your life so that you can tell others, family members, neighbors, spread this message. They're trying to get messages across to us every day. The premier of our province, the prime minister of our country, and we all tune in and we listen to those messages as they come daily. And we're trying to follow them, I'm sure, and do the best we can. But I'll tell you, this is a message that comes from heaven itself. And it is a message that goes out to the world, a message of salvation. And I want to just close with a beautiful verse that we often quote and preach from in the Bible, John chapter 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is God's offer to humanity tonight. Out of love, out of compassion, out of a desire that comes from the very heart of God to see souls delivered from going down to the pit. This is a message for you tonight to come to the Savior. Trust in Him. Rely upon Him. Take Him at His word as we find in the Word of God the message so clear and plain and just trust what He says and you could be saved tonight. Yes, Christ and His Word are the sure foundation for our souls. Everything else is shifting sand. Place your trust in the Savior of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ. Though invisible forces are out there to destroy us bodily and, yes, spiritually, we can find refuge and strength in Christ alone. Yes, it is high time to awake out of our sleep and acknowledge our spiritual need, the need of our soul's salvation. Trust the only trustworthy one today, and be sure of the most important thing, the forgiveness of your sins. If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you to understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at email at anchorpointradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad that you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by believers in Christ who are meeting at various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday as well as other meetings such as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. No collection is ever taken and a very warm welcome awaits you. If you've been challenged by today's message and would like to know more about the truth of the gospel or of gathering under the name of our Lord Jesus Christ following New Testament principles, Take a look at our website at anchorpointradio.com. 
There you will find more information as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the gathering center nearest to you. My name is John Sharp, and thank you once again for listening. And we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that Christ alone is the anchor for the soul. <laughs>